Greetings and welcome to CritCast episode 29, where we're doing a guide for the blooded, because everyone loves uh, guides and blood. But I'm joined by (laughs) Scrivo again. How are you, Scrivo? I'm all right. Um, Yeah, not too bad. Been playing a lot of 40k, so um, yeah, it's nice to talk about a game that feels a little less chaotic. Uh, you actually requested the blood thing. I actually put up um, stuff for people to request, and like none of yeah. none of them go. It's really weird. Like I have a Patreon as well that you can yeah. subscribe to, but it's like I, I put like it's it's devolved to me messaging the patrons, which is fine. But I'm like, I, That's I not feel how it works. <laughs> so you know, if you're they, one of John's patrons, get in contact and tell him what you want. Yeah, he might not bother, but it, at least then you can say you've at least got. <laughs> oh what no, you've I, I, I stick to what they say every month. Yeah. Like, I, but I, yeah. I posted it in um, my general Discord as well as YouTube, and like yeah. just guides. So everyone likes yeah. the guides. But you yeah. recommended Blooded, so I think it's a well, good thing. It, I had a bias here that one of my locals has just bought them, and I was like, "Cool, yeah, that that'll help because uh-huh. I know that there'll be someone that want to listen." So, and it means I get to learn how they work as well a little bit better which yeah, means, I mean, hopefully means I have a chance against them. <laughs> yes, they're a very, like, they're one of those tricksy teams where it's like, you know, in, it's like in 40k, right? They're, they're not the best, but they're not the worst. But if you don't know their tricks, they'll catch you out because you yeah. you need to prepare for the stuff they do. Uh, yes. But what, what have you been up to lately, Scrivo? Uh, I've been painting Terminators, Assassins, nice. building thousands and thousands of points of Necrons for the WTC. So that's interesting. So, oh, you're playing in that? Yeah, I thought you I'm were streaming. Playing. I don't know you're playing. I, I am a coach, but I'm prepping some of the models to help. So, ah, nice. Because I've got I a have... massive box of Necrons. <laughs> That's I have. Well, they're very easy to paint. Rustcrons are the way. Uh, That's what I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> I've been painting up my exaction squad. I'm even going so far. I have gone so far into this narrative stuff. I've I'm even building a display board. So at the moment, my display board is it's like a slab. A 20 by 25 centimeter brick of wood. Well, you know, whatever. And then I've, yeah, then I've put one cork sheet and then I've put a third of a cork sheet to represent the street. Then I've put um, plastic hard textured wood cobblestone over that to act as the street. Then I've like filed down, like filed down and uh, filled in the edges. I primed it overnight. And today I've done the tarmac road because I've been watching a lot of. classical tutorials because it's aka interactive i've been watching aka interactive and vallejo like tutorials for that and when that's dry i've also got a building i'll pin in um because the plan is to make it so i can't drive it around at the moment to pin it out so i can pin it back in especially if i take it on flights um but that's coming across nicely i even finished my robocop uh rbts so they're really cool i have genuinely been watching a lot of robocop one and two not free or the remake. Uh, for uh, you're, not, you're really obviously showing you're a tryhard here because you haven't been watching RoboCop the series, which was but a big what? hit for me in the early 90s, yeah. Oh, you mean the animated TV show? No, no, no. No, not that one. There was actually a live-action RoboCop series. What? <laughs> what? Yep. What? Did it even have... Um, oh, I forgot his name now. The, I think the it's a different actually... actor. Oh, my God. But yeah. How did they get away with it? Is it PG? What, what the... It was very much like, you know, kind of you get those um, things like Stargate, where it's all kind of pretty tame with its violence and stuff, but it it kind of works. So it was like that. I'm going to have to Google this now. You've got me thinking, like you've made me remember that it's a thing. Gosh, 
That, I didn't even. I know there was an animated TV show. I remember the third movie where they got a really different actor and he had a jetpack, and then the fourth one where it's just like, what is it, Jai Courtney, just just being yeah. trying uh, to yeah. act the human. Remake, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Sh- I've not seen the remake because I just couldn't. No, it's like we saved your hand. It was like a cut thing from the first movie. But anyway, that's that's what I've been doing. I've, I even played at a tournament yesterday. It was a fun tournament, despite many other factors. But uh, I'm having a lot of fun with the action squad, you know, because the metas are pretty not great at the moment. Like, uh, I would call it, we were, t- we were talking about this just before we started, but it's like the meta at the moment for Kill Team is quite horrible. It's like the end of ninth edition for 40k, where it's kind of a solved meta because you've got the top three teams, where like you've got Inquisition just stopping elite teams working, and then you've got Coats and Felgor just messing up. Like, I'll use this as a side tangent. Like, I brought up in tons of videos. <laughs> it's because I've seen TOs do this, right? Please don't design maps that barely elite teams can deploy in safely because you don't hurt Chaos Cults or Felgor. You hurt everyone else in the game. Because I, I say, like, um, we should have safe drop zones. And people, when, when I say safe drop zones, people assume it means keeping the entire kill team safe. For me, a safe drop zone should keep 10 operatives safe. Some people say 11. I think mm. if you make it 10, that's a good middle ground because if you have 11 operatives, you can invest in Recon Dash to keep the other operatives safe. I think that's yeah. fine. Uh, because if you have more than 10 operatives, there should be some risks to running more bodies. Yeah. That's fine. But I am seeing a lot of tournaments with maps that can barely keep six elite models safe. And I'm like, how is that even fun as a game? That sounds like you're playing 40k without any terrain. Yeah, people are like, oh, I've solved the problem with the the melee teams. Well, I've turned the game into Warhammer 40,000. Every game is over turn one. It's so much fun. What What do you mean people aren't, aren't playing anymore? Anyway, that's that's my rant. That's, <laughs> can't I can't believe a major tournament did that as well. I'll I'll get onto it another time. Um, uh, but yeah, mind. let's get on to the blooded. So who are the blooded? They are. So you would think they're blood packed, but they actually are they're just chaotic guardsmen, but they're not proper chaotic. They're like uh, how do you describe it? They're more like just angry guardsmen. That makes they're sense. They're traitor guards, so they're kind of transitioning, right? They're like they're still the the mortals. They're they're probably just disillusioned with the Emperor and his yes. golden light and haven't quite transitioned to having corruption kind of manifest visually, like physically on them, but They've already adapted their armor, but they're still wearing kind of their uniform. So it's kind of like they've kind of rebelled and they're they've put spikes on everything. So it's like they're the punk rock chaos guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they don't because I think a lot of people were disappointed by them at first because everyone assuming they'd be like blood packed. So basically, chaos veteran guardsmen, so they all have orders and this. But the way the blooded work is they literally compete with each other. So they're still like dedicated to chaos, but chaos in general, there's no dedicated god they worship because I don't think yeah. they're that far down. They're yeah. literally like, as you said, spikes and skulls. Like they just compete amongst each other. They're more like a clan. That's why the leader is called a chieftain, and everyone else is just like traitor, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. So they can kind of like catch you off guard because you think, oh, they're just imperial guard, but evil. But they catch you off guard. Ah, the puns. <laughs> Um, but oh, God. <laughs> <in> the, <laughs> um, but that that's how they work. So they're actually guardsmen. Uh, I'll cover how to collect them as well because in the blooded box you get ten blooded, and then you also get the enforcer who's a chaos 
Uh, well, he's not specifically a chaos commissar, but he's effectively a commissar. It's turned to yeah. chaos. And a traitor Ogren, who is an Ogren who has been mutated way more than he should be. Uh, but the only problem with that is, basically, you need one and a half boxes to get a full kill team. So what I did is I had Blackstone Fortress. So yeah. from Blackstone Fortress, I got um, my four extra troopers, and I got my Grenadier and Flamer. Everything else I built from the box. There's yeah. like, I think I used one of the bodies to put a, a Meltagon on to get all the options because it's like this weird thing where the arms are designed for specific bodies. You can get away with putting different arms on bodies that aren't supposed to be there. It just looks a bit awkward, but no one yeah. can tell. Yeah. So it's a, it's almost a, a one box kill team, but not quite. Yeah. I, the only thing you will miss if you go one box is basically you have to decide to build the Grenadier or someone else, but you build the Grenadier. But if you have access to, even if you can just like get five guardsmen or eBay, you call it Blackstone Fortress stuff, you can get yeah. a full kill team. Yeah. But they're pretty neat. Like they're, I've seen a lot of people just either paint them really clean, but just with like in chaos colors. I think that yeah. looks actually quite well for them. Or and I've seen anything here. Yeah, and I've seen some people go a little bit more crazy with the conversions, but you have that freedom, so that yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but I'll cover their core rules and abilities now. So Sweet. their main thing is, as we've already established, they don't have uh, what do you call it orders, right? They have blooded tokens. Well, their abilities yeah. is called blooded. blooded. So at the start of every turning point. You get a blooded token and you keep them in a pool. Not a literal pool, an imaginary pool. Don't worry. Bl don't a worry. blood pool. Yeah, it's it's for the, those really strict rules as written players at home. He's like, where's my blooded pool? Uh, they said, I need a pool. I need to, I need to get my pool to that. You don't have a pool. Anyway. Uh, so <laughs> Most of my, the people down my street have a pool, mate. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever, man. I, I live in hack. So you get yeah. you generate a blooded token at the start of each strategy, well, each side of each turning point, and you also generate one um, the first time an enemy operative is incapacitated at that turning point, and the first time a friendly operative is incapacitated within red of a friendly. So you can potentially gain a maximum of three in general. There are other ways to gain stuff, but instead of playing a strategic ploy, you can allocate your blooded tokens. So what you can do is everyone with a blooded token, they can, if you have a blooded token, it unlocks certain rules and abilities, but you can retain as a hit, uh, a dice as a hit before rolling dice, right? And then when you have four or more blooded tokens in your pool, you can put someone under the gaze of the gods. So that gives them special abilities, but it learns them, lets them retain a crit instead of a hit. Now you can't give yeah. operatives multiple blooded tokens, so you can't go, I'm going to put four blooded tokens on my plasma gunner. He's going to overcharge all the... No, you only get one, but that's actually their main ability. It's literally just blooded. Mm. So it's Solid. actually some bookkeeping, but then you've got abilities based off of that. So it's like when you go into their strategic ploys, well, their ploys, oddly, their strategic ploys are quite crap. But, I, but it's basically, if you have a blooded token, it unlocks abilities that you can then use strategic ploys on. Yeah. So I'll cover some of the key ploys you need to remember. So the one of the more important ones is Dark Fev Fevor. So use this when a friendly blooded operative that has a blooded token 
is selected as a target of a shooting attack. Uh, you can select someone within white who doesn't have a blood token and is visible to the active operative. That shooting attack goes to them. So you can actually bait people out by going like, end of the turning point, your plasma gun with a blooded token moves out and shoots someone and you leave them next to a trooper. You lose initiative, your opponent shoots at your plasma gun and you redirect onto yeah. a normal trooper. So it's a good re redirect. And then you have... Uh, duh, 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 where is it? Moment of repute. So when someone is under the gaze of the gods, when they activate, you can give them plus one APL. So it's a good way, like turning point three or four. Yeah. Or if you're really to get some value. Yeah. Yeah. So you can suddenly have a go. Well, I I couldn't set up plus one APL next last turning point, but now my melter gun is going to move and dash under gaze of the dark gods because I'm going to give him spend a CP to give him plus one APL. But that and then you can do that. But it's it's a quite a flexible team. But also, if you die with a blooded token, those blooded tokens are lost, right? Unless they're within yeah. range of your comms. So you you have to be respectful of your blooded tokens. They don't just go back into your pool. So you have to be careful how you dish them out. So they're a limited slash not limited. Like in the strategic phase, you can reallocate them. But if someone dies with a blooded token, they die. It's lost. Yeah. So it's 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 a weird team where it's not really as strict with the orders as, you know, vet guard have, but in, uh, to compensate, you have all this bookkeeping with blooded tokens. And I think an easy thing I see people miss is they miss when they actually score blooded tokens because they'll yeah. go like someone dies and they forget to give themselves a blooded token. And that's huge. Cause that's yes. essentially playing without your, um, faction ability essentially, which is just tragic. It's like forgetting you got a relic on a Space Marine character for an entire tournament. Yeah, who would who would do that? Who M me who for two tournaments? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so for blooded strengths, so they are actually quite a flexible kill team. So you kind of tailor them based on the mission and the opponent, because like a problem, everyone was like, "Oh, I'll take ten blooded, and then I'll take an Ogryn and the Enforcer," but those. You get your ten guardsmen, and then you get four option. You get an option to take either four troopers, or you can take a traitor enforcer and an ogrin, which each counts as or two an ogrin. So yeah. you could have you could have two troopers and an ogrin, or two troopers and an enforcer. If you want yeah, to so, so it's like uh, when people are playing like on loot, they may take two troopers or even four troopers because actually it's really good for loot. Um, there's actually a lot of flexibility. Like even against Guardsmen, you may go, I actually don't really need the blooded, but I can get a lot of stuff out of the Enforcer. So I'm actually going to go uh, with four, with two Troopers and the Enforcer. So I'm only yeah. actually one model behind on the Guardsmen. There's like that kind of stuff. So you, you really need to yeah. learn that. They're not, they're like a, I would describe them as a mid-range team. So by mid-range, I mean they're a team that works well while they're within red of the opponent. Yeah. They do have some flexible long-range shooting, which is mainly just your sniper and your two gunners, because you can only take two gunners with this kill team, and yeah. technically anyone with a las gun. But this kill team operates much better when they're within red of the opponent. But you're not a dedicated melee team, but you've got that melee flex, so you know you you have that way to like not be locked in. And then like even with shooting, your enforcer can force someone to shoot again, but they're minus one to hit, and then they can still Overwatch, but then they'd be on minus one again. But you can get effectively multiple shots out of a single guy with your enforcer. So they've got like flexible tricks Helpful. there. One key thing is, well, apart from auto-retaining hits, which is really powerful, 
they can shoot into combat. So you have callous disregard. So you can use it once per turning point. You can shoot any range. So across the board, you can shoot into any combat. The only thing is you can't reroll your misses, and your misses go on to um, your friendly trooper. But it's like if someone's charge blocking you and they've got two wounds left, you might as well, and like they've charge blocked to keep themselves safe, you might as well just shoot into combat. Because either way, it's a win win for you. Because that guy, if they've already activated, they're activated, they can't do anything, they're going to die, but it really catches people off guard. Yeah. And then they have like, they have really good ways at picking off key operatives because they also have glory kill. Um, you, uh, it's a strategic ploy, you select one visible enemy operative. Uh, every time you shoot or fight against them, you get to reroll a dice. Pretty good. Um, and oddly, I will count this as a strength at the moment. They have actually rubbish ploys. So you're mainly, apart from your odd tactical ploy, you're mainly using your dice to reroll stuff, which messes up teams, who are a lot of teams at the moment, who try and shut down strategic ploys. So you, you could just mess that up by keep going like, I'm not going to play any ploys. I don't need to. I'm going to just trust in my rerolls from command rerolls. Uh, and I think they have this odd flex where it's just funny where someone goes, I'm going to pass. And then they go, I'm going to pass too. And then it's just like, oh, I didn't expect that. Uh, so that catches them off guard. Mm. And they have a good end game tack up. So it's it's their, unfortunately, only really good faction tack up because they are locked into Seek and Destroy. So let me just bring up because I've uh, lost the page because I believe it's faction tack up free bloodbath. So yeah. reveal this at the end of the battle. If more than half of the enemy kill team has been incapacitated, you get a victory point. If more than three quarters have, you get two victory points. So it's a really good attrition Solid. game yeah. because you're generally killing people. If you're against um, elites, I think if there's two elites left, uh, no, you need to kill five elites it, to max to get max points. But because you don't have to wipe them out, someone out to max it, it's really, really good. Like they're blooded are really good at trading. And that that's actually pretty much it for their strengths. So they've got some nice strengths there. Their, their weaknesses, on the other hand, um, so once it, their weaknesses also their strengths. So they have no good, no good tactical ploy like strategic ploys. They yeah. they kind of really suck. Like they're not. It's just like it's really weird. So outside of glory kill, you've got overcharged lasguns. But the issue is most of you guys actually don't have lasguns. Then you've got reckless aspirants, which is good towards the end of the game. Well, in the firefight phase. If you don't have a blood token, but you're within red of your opponent's drop zone, you count as if you have a blood token. So that's really good turning points three and four when you're rushing yeah. down the opponent. And, and if then you've got if you've lost one or the one person you haven't allocated it to, it it's nice that you've got that flexibility. Yeah, you've got all this like not, and then dirty fighters is okay. Like it gives bonuses if you have supporting fighters, but generally you die quite quick. Yeah, uh, and. That that makes it kind of a weakness because you're you're basically not playing any strategic ploys turning point one. You might play uh, glory kill turning point two onwards, but generally you're going to just save for your tactical ploys. Yeah, and you're just spending Which stuff. I think it's it. actually a positive because if you had good strategic ploys as well as some of those tactical ploys that you're definitely wanting to do, you're then having to share the resource. So to some in some respects, just focusing on your tactical ploys is actually quite helpful. Yeah. That's why I said it's a strength and a weakness. Yeah. Uh, the other weakness is they have horrible faction tack ops. Like, so the main problem with their faction tack ops, they required them you having gaze of the gods to basically score the other two. 
So you're scoring this turning point three and four, which is really hard because you're usually low on bodies because blooded lose a lot of models. So you have this thing where you're trying to maintain your blooded pool and stay on the gaze while either controlling objectives or like incapacitating more. And it's actually really hard to do. And because they're only locked into Seek and Destroy. So Seek and Destroy is much better this season, but last season it wasn't great. So they really struggled at scoring. So you've got this knife edge, you're locked into one archetype and your faction tack ops aren't great apart from faction tack op three. So you're you're kind of one dimensional from your scoring. Your opponent always knows what you're going to do. And then the other thing is you really don't have much long range threat. Like your sniper is okay, but generally you want to be up close. Your leader is quite weak. You just take the plasma pistol on your leader and it's just weird. Like the current missions make this kill team better, but it's like if if we get a new set of missions for season three, yeah. things could change again. So that's why I've put it as a weakness for now. But oddly, that that's pretty much it. You know, and they're also not a dedicated melee team. So you've only no. got three dedicated melee operatives. So you've got your butcher, who's pretty good. Uh, for, four, sorry. So you've got your butcher, your flenser, who is good at your butcher has power weapons, which is great. Your flenser yeah. is more at killing like humans, and your thug yeah. is good at tying up stuff. And then you got your ogrin, who is just a tank. But it's like you also have a lot of moving parts with this kill team. So you have a lot to lose track of and managing blooded tokens can be really problematic, especially as I mentioned, if you yeah. get them. But if that's a play style you want to have, like if you like to have that sort of requirement, so you're not just like for me, like playing orcs, like playing commandos, quite often you just once you start moving, you don't really need to think, you know what yes. they're going to do. So for players that maybe want to have a bit more of a, a dynamic and kind of different style with it i think it's kind of nice right yeah it's not bad and like it's an interesting way to play because no other kill team plays this way and it will catch people off guard mm. but the other <laughs> bad thing is their equipment like this kill team was play tested around having four crack grenades so a crack grenade with your grenadier and then you take three crack grenades so yeah. when they lost the ability to spam crack grenades they kind of fell apart because your, your your equipment is honestly quite trash like your best equipment is your sinister trophy. So if someone's in engagement range, they're minus one attack. Whereas yep. the, the Chaos Space Marine Legionary version is if you're within blue of them, you're minus one attack for ranged and combat. So it's kind of yeah. like, like, it's And that's it's not cheap. That's three EP as well. So that's not exactly Yeah, you can only cheap. take it once, yeah. yeah. Like your best equipment are armor plates, uh, basically. Like you go, you can't even take a frag and crack because your grenadier comes with them. But that, that's... Pr- that's actually all the weaknesses. That was quite a lot. Yeah. But kill teams need those. Right? So but for the good matchups, so it's like the the thing this kill team excels at is actually it's really weird. So if you if you're factoring this season, like they love into the dark, into the dark is where they excel at. But they are okay into elites but they really excel at going into human teams. So teams they outnumber, but also like seven to eight wounds, which is actually a lot of the field, they yes. do really well into. Yeah. Um, they So it's like, I think they're actually quite good into Vet Guard because they just rush down Vet Guard, which Vet Guard find very worrying. Mm. Um, they're good into like even Breaches, I would yeah. say. Like most of the human teams, um, the, the things they, it's like, 
yeah, it's like, you know, uh, even Hunterclade to an extent, although Hunterclade are quite problematic for Blooded because of the double fighting assassins. I'm trying to think of other teams that are good in. What about Tau? Because they're the same wounds, but they're a lot more shooting. So, so it's I... weird. On open, Pathfinders tear these guys apart. Yeah. On Into the Dark, it's the reverse. Because the issue yeah. is the Pathfinders can just dance yeah. around them and get shots. I was imagining uh, that, especially <laughs> if they've got all the firing lanes for yes. the Blooded to want to get into the midground. And if they're in the midground, they're going to be getting shot to shit if they're not careful. Yeah. But it's like these are great against Kazakin. They're. Pr- they're not too bad against Exaction, or it's not a great game they want to play against. They're really good against Novitiates, because once again, they will just run them down with numbers. Um, they're quite good against Corsairs as well. Yep. Hand of the Archon is a bit iffy, because Hand of the Archon has ways to outshoot them and get around yeah. them. Uh, let me think through the teams. Who am I also missing? Even Hyrotech, they're not too bad against, mm. because once again, they could just throw themselves into... Uh, but they're actually really good into Votan because once again they just move up too fast for Rotan and uh, it's just anything they can close the distance on and then pounce because the main weakness of this team is just like getting shot turning point one and I guess they need to pounce before the other team do yeah. so like Orcs they might bounce if they don't quite get the kind of cadence to their engagement well it's it's like so it, it's like going into their bad matchups you have Commandos for me is, yeah. is uh, yeah. really bad for them because Commandos are tanky and they can do the mixed game as well because... Surprisingly shooty, really, Commandos, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. We say that every time. <laughs> yeah, whereas like Commandos are a shooting team that can do melee and that's yeah. basically the kind of thing Blooded hate. Uh, that's why the Hunterclade matchup is weird because if if you can't alpha the Hunterclade um, infiltrate, uh, no, Rustalker assassins, they will just charge and double fight, charge and double fight, charge and double fight. And they will just mess your team up. Like, Kroot is a weird matchup because... It's not a good or a bad matchup, but crew actually want to be in combat with you, and this team doesn't want everyone to be in combat. So the problem is, like, crew will send their hounds just to alpha, like, your big guys, like, your big gunners, and then piecemeal apart the team. Um, And I think Legionary is a weird matchup. Because oddly, I would think um, Elites are a good matchup for for this kill team, but Legionary is weird because they have really powerful flex melee pieces. Like yeah. the anointed is a big hurdle for this kill team as well as the Shrive Talon. So you have struggles against that. And even um the chosen with the Demon Blade, he'll just start killing Marines in one uh killing blooded in one hit and then instantly healing. So yeah. you, you're you're in a really tight spot there. But it's like, yeah, those are the main bad matchups, I think. It's like commandos. Um, I'd say Hand of the Archon is a bad matchup because they can flex around as well. We'll ignore the current meta for now. But yeah. for the sake of it, Chaos Colts and Belgol's Ravagers aren't bad matchup for this kill team. Uh, who else? I think Crew, yeah, Crew are a bad matchup. But oddly, I think oh, and Pathfinders, but that's only on open, right? Like, yeah. because the thing about Pathfinders, the reason they're a bad matchup is because turning point one, they'll just mark light stuff, and when they pop Monk card, they'll just like move, shoot, and dash, or like dash, shoot, move away. So they'll dance yeah. around you turning point two and just mess you up. Like in that matchup, you probably want to go four troopers and just have a suicide crack and frag. Pathfinders will play around that. Yeah. But overall, they've actually got a good shape into the meta because of the changes to seek and destroy and um, just the changes in the missions. Because like, you know, remember before we yeah. had like nine different missions. Now you just have... Uh, 
loot, secure, and capture. So loot, you need to spend an action point to pop. Then you have capture, where you just have to be on the objective most APL, and then secure, you have to spend an action point to cap. So when that's narrowed down, they actually have a loss. They don't have to worry about picking up objectives, turning off objectives that disappear, disappearing yeah. objectives. So you've got all of that, if that makes sense. Yes. Are there any matchups you think are quite good or bad that I've missed? I think you've covered them, really. I was trying to think if there was any teams that we hadn't even mentioned there, and I think I think you got them. <laughs> but you've got Phobos. So Phobos yeah. are a weird matchup. I and Intercession, think... actually. We didn't touch on them, I suppose. No, I think Intercession is a good matchup for this kill yeah. team because, once again, you have your Ogryn, uh, you have a Meltagon, Plasma Gun, Plasma Pistol Leader. And, and then they're, they're gone. <laughs> well, That's like half your... the kill team gone, right? Well, yeah, and it's like your Plasma, like your Power Weapon Butcher because they'll get into combos in a second. But it's like they have enough ways to deal with that. Mm. Whereas, like, we'd in, I think we'd, uh, what do you call them? Phobos. Yeah. I think you actually go mostly Reavers because... Your Reavers will charge, kill someone, and their bolt pistols are AP1. But generally, I don't think it's a good matchup for no. the Phobos. Because it's like, once again, you can pin Blooded down, but if you pop your Haywire Mine, they'll just suicide a trooper into it. I don't think you take the Ogryn in this matchup because you don't really need to. You just make the most of the bodies because if you're against a, a six-body kill team, if you can just out out position them you'll be on more objectives potentially right yeah actually i think you go two um what do you call it two troopers and either the ogryn or the enforcer because yeah. the enforcer can get you more shots and then what you can also do is you can chart you can have troopers tie up marines and then he runs in and hits them with a power fist hitting on twos yeah so which, you can like swing which is nice that's very nice i think uh inquisition is a weird matchup but generally i think these guys do well into inquisition so are there any teams we're missing I don't think so. I think we've covered Harlequins. I think these guys are good into Harlequins. But it's a, it's a weird... I wouldn't say it's a good or bad matchup. I think it's very even. Mm, it depends on the mission. kind of what you want, right? Yeah. Because the, the weird thing about this kill team, they have good and bad matchups, but they have a lot of even matchups. Right. And I think that's what separates them for a lot of people because that's why they're not the easiest kill team to play. Yeah. They have a lot of missions where it just comes down... Uh, a lot of matchups where it comes down to the mission, the board, yeah. and the player. Yeah. Which is, you know, if you're playing competitively, you want to yeah. minimize as that as much as possible. Yeah. You want a kill team that has, unfortunately, the most good matchups and the least bad matchups. But that said, it does feel like if you're going to a tournament with them, that you're going to have a reasonable time. You're probably not going to take out the event, but you'll have a good time based oh, on yeah. those matchups, right? Like, yeah, you you will catch people off guard if they are not aware about this kill team yeah. and you've practiced. So I, I, that's what I like about this kill team. It rewards practice and preparation, preparation yeah. and it also punishes your opponent if they're not aware. So, like that's why this kill team has done a lot better because it's like in kill team you can't write off any kill team. I would say, like even though there's varying levels of power, even yeah. if a kill team is at the bottom of the tier, there is still ways. Unless it's a compendium team, there are still <laughs> ways for it to win. So it's like, even though people write off Votan, Votan, you know, Hearthkin, Salvagers, they have tools to still win, right? It's it's not a whitewash. Until you get to the S tiers, everything's very close. So that's what I like about Blooded. But now I'll go on to Blooded combos because we've covered most of their stuff. So the, the main combos is basically, as I've you know said before, once you've got Gaze of the Gods, 
is to like once you've got someone with the gaze you set it up so turning going into the next turning point they're next to someone who doesn't have a blooded token so if yep. they're going to be shot they won't you can be. just push it onto it yep. yep but also you can do it on a key operative to suddenly go okay my comms can give this guy to do that but now i can have my gunner or whatever go like move boop the point shoot someone in the face you've got really a lot of flexibility but they're a turning point i would say free onwards kill team they'll do yeah. fight in turning point two but like turning point one is just getting close and then turning yeah. point two is commitment right the sound <laughs> there are other combos as well so a lot of people aren't a fan of the corpseman who is your medic i yeah. he i call him the drug giver because he literally just gives drugs you know just say yes stims you know? they're drugs come on we, we, we know what they they're are stims they're drugs but basically, yeah. so the Traitor Corpsman, if you take him in your roster, um, at the select kill team step, he can give one of your operatives either Relentless for their melee weapons or a six-up DPR. They have a six-up field of pain. So what you do is you take the Ogryn and you give the Ogryn Relentless or DPR. And then at the start of the first turning point, he gives the Ogryn something else and then the Ogryn moves away. But you can also do it like, then turning point two, you give like your Butcher give your butcher relentless so you can mm. you will set up at least two operatives from turning point one with relentless on their melee weapons which is great right a lot of people wrote him off but then once i started championing the use of the corpsman um blooded veterans were like oh well yeah you're right blooded blooded yeah. drugsman is great it's a shame that the third one is just healing d two d three wounds because it's like yeah that doesn't feel as useful as the other two to the point where you just didn't even mention it. <laughs> I literally yeah, read it went it's, oh that as well and it's literally like oh gosh but why yeah, would you why would you care like, yeah you're like you don't you actually want people to die and the other thing blooded is, from it. <laughs> yeah well and the other thing is maximizing your blooded tokens so this kill team really benefits from suicide plays so suicide plays are stuff I say is where you make an alpha strike knowing, like at the start of the turning point, knowing that guy is going to die in return. Yeah. Generally, other kill teams will go, okay, it's my key piece. He's going to eliminate one to one or more of your key pieces. So that's yeah. a fair trade. Blooded actually capitalize on that. Yeah. Because it's just a dude into something that's more valuable, right? You're, if your dude kills someone, get a blooded token. He dies... You get a, he yeah, gets a, you get a blood token, yeah. which means especially if you move him end his move within red of someone else like multiple operatives, so when he dies he may lose his blood token right he's lost his blood token unfortunate yeah. but he's given you two blood tokens back which is an, a plus one gain right yeah. and then uh, where is it da, 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 da. you can spend a command point for reward earned use this when an enemy operative is incapacitated within blue of a friendly operative you gain one more blood token. So depending on how close they are to when they kill someone, you can actually get free blooded tokens from that one guy. So you lose one, gain free, which is amazing. And then capitalizing off of that, if you're using your Brimstone Grenadier, when he dies, if this yep. operative is incapacitated, you can use his ability. If you do, roll a d6, subtracting one from the result if this operative is in within engagement range of an enemy operative. On a free up, each operative... Visible and within white suffers D3 mortal wounds. So, let me just Solid. double check the blooded thing. Yeah. So, he has the diabolic bomb, which is four attacks hitting on freeze, free free range, Wedward blast, white, and indirect limited and splash too. 
So what he does is you give him plus one APL at the end of turning point one. Turning point two, he has a blooded token. He moves and dashes nine inches within white of a target and bombs them. But ideally, you're hitting two to three more guys and himself, right? So, yeah. so this is the funny part. You resolve the first target first. So the, the guy within white of you. So yeah. They will take four dice, hitting on threes, three, three. For every crit, you're doing two mortal wounds. Your goal is for them to die because for every crit you roll, everyone within white of that guy will take two mortal wounds. Then you resolve the grenade against yourself, right? So you blow yourself up. On a free up, you then do D3 mortal wounds to everyone within right white of him as well. So if you've got, uh, if you spaced it right, he is also within white of the other people. So then you get a blood yep. token for him dying. And then he triggers the rest of those blasts and they just, everyone dies. So he trade, he go, he runs in, he dies, automatically dies, gets your blooded token back. And then it's just like, he nukes a bunch of the board. So obviously it requires your opponent bunching up, but if they do, you do this. And it's just mm. hilarious. It's called the diabolic doom bomb. Yeah. Right? That, I've that seen a lot of, of the- people playing things like Vetguard that will quite often keep their stuff bunched together. Yes. And this then forces them not to if they're aware of it, which actually hinders how they want to play, right? Yeah, because it's a really good blast attack. And especially if you save the top for turning point three, where you've got Gaze of the Gods, it's it's just crazy. But the thing is, if your opponent doesn't bunch up, it means it's easier for you to take points off of them because you will bunch up. Because you don't care if your guys die. That's a really yeah. good combo there. Mm. The other combo is either giving your Butcher or Flenser or Fug the uh, Grizzly Trophy. So if they're within engagement range, you're minus one attack. It just makes them yeah. really good. Generally against elites, I put it on the Butcher because it makes him trade into other elite melee operatives much yeah. better. Because remember, he has four attacks, hitting on threes, four, six, lethal five up with blood offering. Yeah. And then each time he fights in combat, if he killed someone, he gains D3 wounds. And, well, lost wounds. And each time he fights in combat, if he strikes with a crit for the first time, you get a blood token to your pool. So especially if he charges into legionary marines, like he gets two mm. crits, like whatever many crits were out, hits with a crit, gets a blooded token, and they don't get any hits, kills them with the second crit, heals D3 wounds, well, yeah, heals D3 wounds and gives you like up to four blooded tokens. Yeah. And he's also got eight wounds himself, which notably yes. I found sometimes you can quite comfortably kill seven wound people, but eight wounds is just a weird number a lot of the time. Yes, exactly. And he is really good at tying up multiple guardsmen where you just charge it, like seven wound models, like uh, Gek, you know, general equipment units. He yeah. just charges into them and ties them up and he becomes a huge problem for them to kill. You can also put it on the Flenser because the Flenser is really good because he's really good at killing human models because he can charge from conceal. And if he fights yeah. within terrain, he gets lethal five up. But I've seen people put on the Thug because if the Thug charges into people... Each time he fights in combat, you can subtract one from normal damage when they attack him. And he's got a four 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 attacks, hitting on freeze, four forward brutal. So that's actually mm. quite hard to parry. So he's actually quite good when you're fighting like normal humans, because he will just charge people in and tie them up. And as they try and fight him, you actually want to shoot him, which is yeah. great for him. And then the other combination you've got is like <laughs> this is situational. Uh, it's giving your incendiary shell- shells to your Trent Sweeper, so it goes to two free damage, but it gains Blast Black. It's more useful on Into the Dark because then he gains Lethal 5 up. 
But then also you've got your traitor chieftain who will always take the plasma pistol improvised blade. And then you can take um, the improvised blade attachment, bayonet, to make its blade free free instead of two free. Um, uh, the other combos you've got are the enforcer. So once again, I've already touched upon this, but the enforcer for one action port can enforce. Select yep. one friendly blooded operative that is not ready and visible within blue of this operative. Then select one of the, the, um, the following. It can perform a free dash action, or if it has an engaged op operative order, it can perform an overwatch action. So you basically can get someone to double shoot. So you can't get them to fire three times, but you can go, plasma gun's going to fire. Now he's going to overwatch. And then also he has grueling disciplinarian. So while a friendly blooded operative is visible within blue of this operative, it's not treated as being injured for its movement characteristic. So you can Which actually nice. get a lot of surprise movement for like stealing objectives. Yeah. So that's why a lot of the time you will see the Enforcer and two troopers or even the Ogren and two troopers. Because the Enforcer is a really good buff piece. And as I said, once you he's got a power fist with four attacks hitting on fours, five, seven, and brutal. But once you've got combat supports, he's hitting on threes to twos. So he actually does become a quite good melee threat. And he has eight wounds and a four up save. The other combination is you've also got the commsman. So he's not only is your comms, but also he's got sacrilegious actuation. So you can select one friendly blooded operative visible and within red of this operative. You remove its blood token and allocate it to someone else. Um, Which is nice because if you know someone's about to die and you've got the first first on the turn, if that guy can't get out of dodge, you'd use your commsman if he's close enough to then save your blood token if it's needed. Yeah, you can also reassign it back into your pool, but it's a way yeah. for you to save blood tokens. Yeah. And there's like another thing people like to do with the traitor chieftain. So they have the rule blooded icon. So once per turning point, when a friendly blooded operative with a blooded token is incapacitated within red of this operative, you can add that token to your pool. So this has no effect if that operative is only treated as having a blooded token. And then you've got lead with strength. Each time this operative fights in combat or makes a shooting attack, if it has a blooded token and is more than red from your drop zone, treat it under gaze of the gods. So you can actually have your leader zoom up to someone while you have someone else under gaze of the gods yeah. and just have a punk, like punk someone with a plasma pistol. <laughs> like your treat your leader just exists to go plasma pistol. That's yeah. pretty much all the combos, I believe. Like there's yeah. some people say don't take the grenadier, so you can put frag and cracks on someone else, but the grenadier is great, right? He he lives to just go like suicide bomb. Like that, it's just that is fun. Yeah. It's like it's like when you couldn't justify taking the the squig bomb in commandos it was a shame because it was a fun thing to do yes and i feel like that the grenadier is not always going to work but if it can it can really flip things which is quite fun oh yeah uh, and the other good thing it's not really a combo but it's like your sharpshooter is your sniper hit four dice hitting on freeze free free silent with mortal wounds one that's reasonable so, isn't it the key thing is it's silent and not heavy he does have a camo cloak but basically always move this guy up and shoot i've seen a lot of people who just hunker him down no, 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 no. Always yeah. move and shoot. He's got a las gun that basically is free free and does one mortal wound on the crit. Did misplay it yesterday because my opponent said he had three mortal wounds, so my opponent got that wrong. But we live and learn. Yeah. We live yeah. and learn. Um, but yeah, you've also got two gunners, and generally you take if you're against elites, melter plasma. If you're against non-elites, you take melter, uh, plasma and grenade launcher. Yeah. But that's all the combos, I think. Right, I don't, don't think there's anything else I'm missing. Yeah, like you always take faction tack up free because yeah. your goal is to just literally kill everyone to death, right? Yeah. Um, 
It's a very honest kill team in that respect. You, you, you know what to expect. They're going to come running at you, and they're going to try to kill you, and you just need to kill them first. But not but not slowly, because if you kill them slowly, they get an opportunity. I think if you pick off them one by one, you're probably actually just feeding them blooded tokens a bit too nicely. Yes, exactly. So, like, um, I'm touching it now. Like, for the, for the <laughs> blooded overview, like, yeah. basically, they're a kill team where you want... As the player, you love it when they die piecemeal. You love yeah. losing only a, a single operative, one like losing one or two operatives a turn. That is great for you because that's actually a steady churn of blooded tokens. What you really hate is losing multiple operatives in a single turn, right? So that's why like matchups like exaction are really tough because in a turn, an exaction, if you're too close, they will just wipe out your team. Same with crew and pathfinders, they can just massively wipe out your team quite quickly. That's what you need to be aware of. As you said, your game plan is just literally, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to kill you very hard. Yeah. There's, it, it sounds simple, but there is complexity in that simplicity. Because if it was so simple, Blooded would be dominating at the moment, and everyone would be like, worried. That's nice. It means if you're wanting to go and play with your friends, or even go to an event, you've got the opportunity to bring them out. They can do some good things. But you're not going to feel like the rules are doing the the work for you. You've got to yes. earn the success, which I think is kind of a nice place for a kill team to be. Which is why I've enjoyed playing the commandos again when I have been recently, because it was just like they're good, but they're not out of control, and it feels like it's me making them succeed, not kind of just the rules that probably need tweaking. <laughs> yeah, which but is it's, nice. that's where you want like, it to be, right? Yeah, it's like what you actually want to do is kind of set up game states where your opponent has to come to you so once they try coming to you you then counter commit so it's like stuff on loot where you you aim to have three objectives and then start pushing onto one of theirs which forces them to commit or stealing some of their objectives to pull them back it's it's stuff like because your problem is getting to your opponent you want the opponent to come to you but in a range where you can punish yep. them and that that's the main mastery of this kill team and also yeah. figuring out what loadout is best for the mission and opponent which is yeah. difficult diff difficult, and different to most kill teams because most kill teams, you don't need to do that. But yeah. as I said, it's like if you're playing loot, you probably want at least two troopers, maybe even four troopers for loot. And then, you know, if you're against elites, you probably don't need the Enforcer and the Ogren. You can probably get away with one or the other. But if you're against like a, a really like an Eldari team, like an eight wound team, you may actually just want the Enforcer and the Ogren because you still outnumber them anyway. Yeah. And it's just balancing that. Just throwing some damage at them as well. Yeah, because the Ogren can still hide behind cover, 16 wounds, and just runs in and like, even into a Marine, he just, yeah, just punches a Marine to death, usually. And if you really wanted to respect and keep him alive, I did notice that if he's next to someone, you could just uh, bounce the damage on someone else. Oh, he's yes. Just... Yeah. Let me just double check. Yeah, because you can so give him a the keywords was Because as long as he's got a blooded token, I think it just, it didn't say not including... Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can direct it. Let me just so make sure. Imagine in, you, you, unless they've FAQ'd that, that's, that seems quite fun that you literally have them bouncing off the Ogren into some little scrote next to them that doesn't matter. Oh my God. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can do that. Oh my gosh, that's great. You're welcome, uh, the, that's, that's why they have a lot of tools. There's actually your contribution for this. Yeah, there yeah. But it, it's like, yeah, so your main goal is you're probably going like faction tech up three, Usually route and rob and ransack or rob and ransack and eliminate guard. 
and that's basically your game plan. You know, you might take um, Headhunter, depending on the opponent, but it's just really keep an eye of the board state. And like the key thing is making sure you don't lose anyone or hardly anyone turning point one, because yeah. that's where you're most vulnerable. Like the thing this kill team hates is on open surviving turning point one. That's why they're like into the dark so much because they're untouchable turning point one and then turning point two, their full, their full kill team commits, which is what they're not used to doing. Yeah. So it's like, obviously I, if you're playing only into the dark, then you're going to love it as blooded. But if you play mixed or open, you're going to need to learn how to play turning point one safely. Like obviously yeah. you've got your sniper to punish people. Um, but it's like the cool thing about this kill team, you actually don't take your specialist all the time. So you can even drop like two specialists for troopers. Like if you don't want the sniper for some reason and uh, the medic, you can just take two normal guys. Like you yeah. have that flexibility. So sometimes situationally, if you don't need them, why bother? I suppose it's like their guns aren't as... They've got... Is it this, something like even like the medic's like range weapon? You'd probably want the other guy instead, right? Yeah, it's just a lad's gun. Like, once again, it's just, just a lad's gun, right? Because your, your main ranged operatives are your sniper... Yeah. Your two gunners, and then um, your your leader with a plasma pistol. That's, that's so I'd, I'd still probably still take the corpse maneuver a normal trooper because he's me too. Just I cannot the stim needle is the one difference, right? Even if you're not using any of his abilities, you've still got that. Yeah, I mean, like some people like to take the ogre enforcer and then drop two operatives to take two troopers, which is a fair thing to do. Yeah, but it's like I think at that point you kind of lose a bit too much. But you have the ability to do that, and it's not wrong yeah. if it benefits you. Like it'll catch yeah, people. Yeah, I, I suppose if you want to group activations as well, because that's the the big difference between the troopers and the specialists. So if you're wanting to just move up quickly in bunches, I suppose. Yeah, because either way, this op this kill team is always twelve activations because you're either. Uh, 10 operatives with the Enforcer and the Ogryn, or 10 operatives with four troopers who are both uh, one activation each. So you've got 12 activations regardless, no what, which yeah. is always yeah. But it's, it's so nice that you can pick <laughs> how. <Yeah. laughs> but having 12 activations is very powerful because you out-activate effectively every other kill team in the game apart from Vet Guard, Inquisition, and Pathfinders. I don't think there's any other team with 12 activations. Yeah. So... That's actually a really good spot to be in. And yeah, it's just really learning all of that, I think. I think that's everything we cover. It's like, and the other thing, learning to to throw your pieces away. Because I think a lot of people get very protective over their operatives and yeah. don't like it when they lose. Well, it's, like, it's psychological, right? Like if you've got a 10 or 12 man kill team and you've lost half of them, it can psychologically feel like you've lost a lot Yes, it does. But you still do I, have six models type of thing. But it's like, I found it hurts more when I'm playing an elite kill team. Like, if you've got six models to start and you've suddenly lost one in turning point one, you're like, shite, I'm already down this much already. But I feel like it's like when it's a kind of a more spammy kind of team, you've got the opportunity that you do just go, right, I know I'm going to lose some models, but as long as they've scored me stuff, it's fine. Because at the end of the day, if you say if you've got 12 models and each of them score you a VP, You've basically scored all the points you need, right? Yeah. Between them. So <laughs> and it's if like, it's a trade, it doesn't matter. As long as they're not scoring more than you are, great. You're probably going to win your game then. Yeah. You Remember, you want to rack up blood tokens quickly. And as long as you're killing people as you lose people, it's great. Because remember, your end goal, you don't actually have to wipe out your opponent. You just need to kill out 
over 75% of them. Yeah. So I think it's what against like um, the ideal number is, I think, operators with nine, yeah. uh, nine models. Because if you kill six, six of them, six, that's, no, oh, let me do maths. Yeah. Uh, nine. No. Nope, need six to... divided by nine. Nope. <laughs> seven. Yeah, so if, if you have killed seven operatives, yeah. that will count uh, give you two points, which is actually pretty doable. So yeah. it's like the only thing you need to calculate is like calculate which kill team numbers are like your break points for 75%. Because if like this is the weird thing about this kill team. As long as if you secured the primary and you've tied on it, you can yeah. play ridiculously suicidally. As long yeah. as like, because as you're like, if your goal is just to go, okay, we're tied on points. I've maxed my other two tac ops. I just need to kill that seventh operative. I'm gonna throw my models at it. It's like mm. they wipe you out, and then all of a sudden you go, cool. You haven't maxed your tac ops. I'm maxing this. I win, and that catches so many people off guard. Like, because the the thing I when I'm playing against blooded, I'm aiming to always be three points ahead, which is hard to do it sounds easy on paper being three points ahead but if you think about it the reason you want to be three points ahead because if you're tied on primary and you but and he has maxed four tac ops and you've maxed six if they max their next two if they max the kill kill more you're tied so you actually want to be free ahead which is really yeah. hard because it means you're pushing into the blooded which means you're coming too close to them so it's really really hard to do so that's why it catches so many people off guard because like, especially in this kind of environment where everyone's maxing tac ops, it's like blooded can play a, in such a weird way where they can play like suicidally and deny you a tac op point and then max theirs to win by one. So it's like that kind of weird math, which is why they're like a really, uh, how do you describe it? Like, as I said, like a kill team that rewards practice and preparation because it mm. will catch people off guard. And as I said, like, what caught me off guard uh, yesterday was I forgot they could just shoot into combat from any range because usually there's like a range limitation of red. Mm. But um, that's it's why they have all it. these tricks. Yeah. But I think that's pretty much it for Blooded. Is there anything you want to add, Scrivo? Not really. I, what I like about them as a kill team, because they are undivided, it gives you a really good opportunity that you can paint them as undivided or you can paint them as god that have just transitioned or you can go right i want to make them into a specific god model the heck out of them or just paint the heck out of them in that sort of scheme and it gives you some good freedom yes which i think it's nice I, as, a, as a project and they are quite usable in 40k really or did they i don't know if they what were their rules in 40k i thought they were so, just like traitor god they, they've they've got a they've got a data sheet in fact let me quickly get that up because that actually is interesting so I, in ninth there was a kind of you could decide to bother with them if you didn't want to, I think they were slightly more expensive than cultists, but you got better stuff as a result. But let's ah. have a look at what their sheets like now. It's one of the few things I haven't looked at because that that's kind of interesting, right? That the connection because then you get your value of yeah. Because I've, I've got, seen I've seen people build them from Orlocks, um, like the um, yeah. and you got a uh, hive scum as well. So if you needed a booster pack, they do a pack of four hive scum. Yes. yes. So perfect for just filling in that gap. Right, let's find them. So they'll be traitor guard for this, won't they? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, I've seen people paint them up as blood packs. As, as you said, you can be dirty with them or you can be very um, clean, which actually looks really good on them, shockingly. Like it's just all of a sudden it looks like they're just freshly turned to chaos. Because remember, as we said, mm. they're not 
fully chaos. They're just um, they've crossed the line. Yeah, but they're not like uh, you know, like you look at world eater cultists and you go, yeah, they're not they're not that far. They may be on the way. Um, I've seen people use cults of the abyss. You know, like use proper chaos cultists. There's a lot of flexibility towards yeah. that. So the data sheet just looks like they are just a guardsman unit. So okay. they probably have a purpose in it, but I guess it's it comes down to points. Not as good as uh, 35 point squads of Arbites, I guess, right? No, or things like the Accursed Cultists, which are quite a strange unit for 40k. So Are they good in 40k now? They seem it. I played against a guy using some on uh, Friday, and it, it was chewy, I think is the way you'd describe it. Ah, I thought... Um... They'd gone out of stock because all the kill team had bought them. It's probably a bit both. But I think um, that that's pretty much it for, mm. for the blooded. I think we've covered everything because there's like, what do you call it? A, it's it's really quite a simple kill team. Yeah. Like, it feels like one of the earlier ones through the development process where they didn't need to add multiple layers of quirkiness just to give them their own point of difference. Yes. Which makes them a bit more interesting to play because they're not just like, oh, I've got this weird thing and this weird thing and oh, and this guy does this weird thing. It's just, you kind of look at it and you can tell from the models what they do. Yeah. Like, like it's, a, a, it's medic, a, very... a medic does medic things. There's a sniper. Well, he's, he's he gives snipes. you drugs, man. He's, yeah, just man. say yeah, yes. Remember, sense, right? <laughs> just say yes. Just say no is the wrong way. Like, because basically, uh, um, it, I did business in school and we had to do a presentation. So, like, my friend. <laughs> Friend did like bad. Like he said, like you know, anti drugs, right? And yeah. then when the teacher stepped out, he was going, "Here's the real presentation." So just say yes, you know. If people who say no are just lying to you. They want to keep the drugs for themselves. <laughs> you want to take as much as possible. So, so what you're telling me, John, is you went to Grange Hill. Yes, yes. Well, hence, hence was, the song. It was an all boys. Just say no. Just oh, say God. yes. Yeah. But um, oh gosh, where was I going now? We also have to thank the uh, the legendary Chris Backey, who with, without I'm, who without um, he pioneered the blooded way. So without him, everyone probably would have ignored blooded. But it's like, yeah, I think blooded are definitely a kill team that has aged way better than intended, and I think it's entirely due to the player base. Like as I said, Chris doing so well with them and just people realizing their strengths. Obviously, yeah. the game changed compared to how they were tested. But it's like, yeah. like the tac ops gave them a bit of a facelift, right? Yeah, the the crit ops update crit ops, actually yeah. saved yeah. this kill team yeah. because remember, old seek and destroy was rough because you mm. had to you had the <laughs> chance of drawing like deadly marksmen with this kill team, and it was just like you only had one okay faction tac op and two just like not great. And yeah. it's just and nice how an update like nicer. that has refreshed <laughs> a kill team like this instead of like breaking it. You know, that, that, that's a good um, kind of success of the game's actual design structure that you can yeah. literally change the universal rules and it raises everyone. Everyone floats up higher. Yes, I think that's a good thing. Like yeah. the, the thing they didn't actually like was everyone getting plus one command point because all that gave blooded was just an extra reroll, which is like they actually liked starving people out of stratagems. So they're just like, I'm going to spend a CP on a reroll. I'm going to spend two CP on this model to get two rerolls. Like that's that's how far you would go, but yeah, oh, no. it's nice. They're a fun kill team. As I said, look, they're a really good modeling project, and yeah. they are fun to play once you learn how to let go. Like, because the thing is, one thing I've learned from Charles is like Charles is like, I just if you've got models, just throw them away. Like as long as they further your board it's, it's, states and your game yeah. plan. 
If it improves your scores and you're getting where you need to go, doesn't matter. If you end the game with one like operative on the table, but you've maxed your primary and your secondaries, doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, and they're just really fun. Like you'll have a good time. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it from us. Thanks again, Squirrel, for recommending this. Remember, if you have your own recommendations, fire it yeah. on the Discord or social media. I'm not on Twitter. Remember, I'm. It's not. Tw- very- There's no such thing as Twitter anymore. It's X. I'm not on Get X. with the times. Yeah. God. I, I, it's still bizarre how far they went to ban me. Like, it's actually wild. Wild. They went well, I did send them a massive manifesto of why to ban you because you, 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 don't, you don't actually want to play the good games. You only want to play, like, Underworlds. So when they heard that, they were like, right, we got... Oh, well, I, I yeah, you do. do. But... You, you do. So, yeah, that, that's probably why. It was probably part of my manifesto where I was like, here you go, guys. Here's evidence that he's a hateful person. That won't let the people at, die. <laughs> the people at X are like, we know you're a playtester. You can deny it as much as you want. We're going to ban yeah. you. Ban as much as I joke about that, John, you're definitely not because you're too slow to pick up some of these new kill teams. Yes, I'm very, very <laughs> slow. It's just weird. But um, uh, what is it? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook. I like I put a link tree somewhere. Uh, but uh, Instagram, Freds. Freds is pretty hip. You know, YouTube. Mm. I mean, if you haven't heard of my YouTube yet, I was like, what? What? Is this podcast, bro? Or bro oh, And where can we find you, Scrivo? Um, Scrivo Art is what I am on Twitter, Instagram, all that sort of jam. Um, and I'm obviously in the Discord as well. Not that I often post, I just lurk reading what people are up to. So Yeah, you are. You are. I made you an admin, I think. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah. So you can, like, you have the power to, like, ban people. I don't think you can oh, ban me. Right. I'm going to go ban people, right? Where's Charles? <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, yeah. What events have you? Oh, you got Kofi as well. I said that right, yeah. right? Kofi? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and... I've got that where I do commissions, where I do um, yeah, artwork commissions, logos, Scribble did all of my art. You can see. Look, yeah. you're looking at my face now if you're on the podcast page. Look at me staring into your soul. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what upcoming stuff have you got planned, um, this weekend I'm running a, a little 40k 1k tournament, which is quite fun for my local club, which oh, should nice. be interesting because it's 10th edition and it's full size boards, but with 1000 points on, which is quite ah. a change because in, in, in ninth, you played a half size board. Now it's full size board playing the same missions. So it's actually a lot harder because oh, you've wow. then got to focus on every little efficiency of your list. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That reminds me so of old 40k. So, it's so fun. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, that, that yeah, because the thing I was looking at the half size boards and they seem way too small. Too close. For... You literally like I I played um, orcs in like a test list and I was like I can't play orcs at a thousand because I I went to I went to a one dayer came second where I took two kill rigs full of boys. Yeah. And just threw them at people, and they just couldn't deal with it. And it was just like, this is horrendous. And so, literally, when running my own events for it, I was like, I can't bring the orcs. So I've, I've been taking silly things like for the last one, I took the lion and seven hundred points of other stuff. This time, I'm going to try a bit harder because I, I don't really want to win my own event, but at the same time, I want to have some good games. <laughs> take it, take the orcs. Be, go to the, the dork oh, side. No. Get oh, it? No, because they're awful now. Really? Oh, yeah. oh. They, they don't oh, yeah. play. Like, they just, they're bodies now, and I don't enjoy that. So, my back doesn't either. So, yeah. I mean, I, I should have three tournaments coming up in the next month. So, I've got no, hopefully one I can make depending on trains. 
you know. Then I've got Warhammer World at the end of August. So if you're oh, at nice. the end of if you're not at the end of August, if you're free at the end of August, check out the Warhammer World Kill Team Tournament. There's a golden ticket up for grabs. It's seven rounds of a Saturday, Sunday. It's on Into nice. the Dark and Open, right? It's pretty fun. And if you win, you get a golden ticket to America Ooh. where you could see someone like me. Imagine what, that. Why why we, aren't you signed up already? What There's, weekend is that, John? Um the bank holiday weekend in the UK. So it's the twenty 26 oh, I, I and think seven. I'm working. Otherwise, I'd yeah. come. That's a shame. Another thing is the Warhammer World food there is really good. Like yeah, they've canteen. They've, mm. No, 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 no. They've stepped up. It's now like an all-you-can-eat buffet, but they do like proper food. Uh, so when I went there, there was like way. there was like proper kebabs, pizzas, like ribs, like uh, f- salad, and like fresh fruit and veg. Like really, they've stepped up compared to the last. Oh, nice. Event. I was like, yeah, really good. Oh, and then cool. um, I might be in another big event, but that's that's a surprise people will find out yeah. quite soon. And but you're probably going to have an event, I think, first weekend of December, my local club. My mate Adam's probably going to run a Kill Team event. So oh, nice. I'll let you know yeah. about that one as well. So Yep, I, I will, I'm I planning to post a bunch of um, links to upcoming events. So like, I'll probably do it this week, yeah, because you've got Warhammer World, then you've got the New York Open in November, and then also LVO in January, which I definitely have a ticket for, and hopefully I should be able to go to the New York Open as well. So, oh, nice. I'm going to be broke, but it's fine. I'll be in America. What's the worst that could happen? I could get shot. But it'll be fun because I'd be playing Kilty. I didn't get shot the last three times, though. So step up, America. Well, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not trying hard enough, man. It's because you've constantly got a conceal action on you, haven't you? <laughs> Oh, no, I've got people who would just, like, take photos with me and, and tank the shots. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> it's because you're blooded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you've got someone next to you, oh, God. Yeah. Sacrifice oh. the porn. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's pretty much it. Until next time. Remember, I don't remember if I keep doing these outros. Oh, I forgot to mention one important thing. Rob, you're, yeah. you're safe from me now. I'm off X. But I will find a way to communicate with, with you. So you can come on here and play Kill Team with me. Please be my friend. Uh, And uh, see you guys uh, next time. He never will. Oh.